This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. For Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to another live version of Andy Takes That Chance, uh, sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, currently at the moment, Magic Rock uh, doing some good deals online uh, with free delivery if you spend over £40. So go check out the magicrockbrewing.com shop online. And uh, you may also see a, a nice little glass from uh, our guest today, uh, Chris Markham. Thank you and uh, welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. So when it came to uh, needing some expert analysis, we went to a uh, a former performance analyst. So, so welcome to the uh, to the podcast. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. And and joining today, we've got Neil as usual with the uh, the old shirt in the background, where we would love to roll back the days to when we were wearing that, and then even further back in time with Chris uh, with the ginger ogre, Mister Porritt, Dan Porritt, and uh, Brady joining us again with uh, a, I think that's a scarf on the wall that looks like. Shape like top. So welcome, guys. And uh, how are we feeling after? <laughs> it looks a bit like from my squinty eyes here. How are you guys doing after? Uh, we've just we've just witnessed Nottingham Forest three, Huddersfield Town one. Had a little bit of a mini rant in the green room. How are we doing? Mega. I had to go for a walk before coming on here just to just to get some fresh air. It's not looking great, is it? No. Um, 
it was before uh, before lockdown. Everything looked to be to be going quite well prior to the Leeds game. We'd we'd beaten Charlton four 0 We're on a good little run, playing some decent football, and and now all of a sudden we're we're staring into the uh, the League One abyss. You know, in the bottom three of uh, of the Championship, it doesn't look good. Things behind the scenes, um, little bits coming out which don't sound or look great, and uh, all of a sudden. It, it's it's looking tough, you know. It's not looking impossible by any stretch, is it, Neil? But it's starting to to look a bit a little bit different to what we thought it was going to look. It's not it's not impossible by any stretch, but they don't make it easy, do they? It's um, the, the the kindest thing I can say about today was better than last week, um, and, and that's about as positive as I can be. I've got to be honest. I thought. Obviously, we got tickled by Wigan last week, a team lower than us in the league. Various bits gone off with Danny Simpson, etc. during the week. Um, and then today, yeah, it was slightly better, but slightly better, don't get you anything. And uh, for me, first half, yeah, we're OK. Should have had a penalty, didn't get it. But no point dwelling on that. They've scored, I mean, Ogden King, a ball watching, balls come over, grab on. Great finish, to be fair. It's a good finish. Um, but other than that, pretty toothless, wasn't it? I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really struggling to think of something positive to say other than that. That's that's it. It's uh, an, another defeat. And, I mean, to be fair, we've probably got a penalty at the end that want a penalty. I don't think it was a bit soft, wasn't it, really? Sympathy but, vote, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose it balanced out the one we should have got earlier on. But I've... The, the, the biggest disappointment for me is we went like for like subs. We didn't change it. When, when he brought Chalabar and Smith Rowe on, we didn't actually change anything. We just changed personnel. And I think at some point they've stopped, got to stop being so sort of like for like and hoping that carrying on doing the same thing is going to change. It's the old the old definition of madness tale, isn't it? You know, doing the same thing and expecting it to change. And that's all we keep doing is regurgitating the same thing and expecting it to change and guess what it's not it's not changing and uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly downbeat and disappointed i know there's a lot of people a bit more perky after that but unfortunately i'm not one of them i think you're right in what you say there neil i think in the last two games we've made 10 subs and literally notes change after any sub and when you've got an opportunity to make five substitutions in a game you, you can you can pretty much change either the forward line, the back line or the middle. And to me, they've got to have two separate styles of play. Yeah. And we just don't. Like you say, we, we went like for like today. We went like for like against Wigan. We have a lot of ball. We move it, you know, sort of mid, back back third, middle third. And then as soon as we get into the final third, it just seems to fall to pieces. There's no sort of plan. It's, you know, a cross into the box or, you know, let's try to play into granite feet. But, there doesn't seem to be any sort of directness. There were, there were a few times today when Forrest got a ball and they were, in, they were almost in their defensive third and the the way that they, they move forward, you start thinking, why don't we do that? We're so slow and everything has to be almost two or three touches every single time. There's no directness and it's really worrying that we're not scoring, but we're letting a lot in. Soft goals as well, a couple of soft goals again today. You know, you don't, if you're not scoring, don't concede. I know it sounds obvious, but... You know, that's if we're you know we're not playing well, stop stop them going in. At least get a draw out of it. But I, gonna... I said that to my dad today watching that. I said the biggest fear for me is that we've let five goals in in two games, 
and neither Wigan nor Forest have had to work hard to score. No, no. There's been nothing where you've thought, bloody hell, they've looked good, they've took us apart with a great goal or a great bit of individual skill. It's just us being sloppy, to be honest. I think we've just been sloppy. And this the centre-back pairing, for me, just don't work. It's uh, un- unpopular. We, we all love Schindler. You know, he'll go down in town legend, but, and I'm sorry to say this, I think it's time for him to move on. I think he's been part of a side that's really, really struggled for the best part of two, two and a half years. And I think I think it's weighed heavily on him. I think he's taking it personally. And I think for his own sanity, etc., I think he needs to, uh, to, to move on and have a fresh start and be remembered for being the player that he was. That won't be popular with a lot of people, but that's my that's my opinion. Nah, I think you're I think you're right, Neil. Like, I, I know he's had a couple of terrible games this season, and you know I think we've talked about it before on the pod. But like, just losing so many games last season, it's just gonna have, it's had such a bad effect on everyone. And I just like I'm trying to think of a game where we were one nil down and we looked like we're going to come back into it. I mean, I, I do I do agree with you. I think we played a lot better. Um, today than we did against Wigan but you know you're 1-0 down arguably I'd say we didn't really look that trouble in them but I don't think Forrest apart from hitting the post made many chances but then just to conceive such a soft goal like straight after um, the you know the restart in the second half like and then they, like you say it's just a training game like it's just so easy for Forrest yeah, to exercise yeah just um, that, that second goal were ridiculous we if you watch it back we took the kick off. I think the ball went back to Lewis O'Brien, and he just he, he just booted it down left wing, and it reminded me of old Boothy kick. We used to do a Boothy kick off. You remember when he used to set off about five minutes before the ball was played to try and get an header? And I'm sure it was Lewis O'Brien, and it, it went straight out. Yeah, it was just such a bit like I think that's the thing that will be bothering them today. Will be like you've all mentioned. Really, it was better than last week first half, and nil nil at half time should have had a pen at nil nil was probably about a fair result, like you said. I thought uh, I thought we set up okay. Obviously, we stopped. Try to stop Watson getting on it. Um, try to obviously show them wide, protect the middle. And it all worked. But the basics of cost, like the, the first goal is a second phase set piece. It, you know, it's not something about it. It's not something they planned in the game plan. And then the, 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 the second goal, sorry, actually, like you say, from the kickoff, but it was our throw-in. <laughs> our throw-in. And 10 seconds later, it's in the back of our net. Now that, that's something that's it's like I said, it's the basics and that obviously it's it's not like you said that they're, they're taking us apart. It's just those crucial moments like throwing it in field straight after half time, trying to, you know, when you're not set up and obviously then that leads to everyone behind being disorganised, Schindler gets drawn out and it looks yeah. bad on him. But if you go back, you, do, you have a throw in just after half time and 10 seconds later, it's in your net. Those will be the things that will really... It's right. Happen. And you've got a, at that point in game, you're coming out 1-0 down Game games there, it's all to play for, and we've absolutely killed ourselves. And you've just got from one nil down away a team that's chasing playoffs, whether there's twenty five thousand in draft or twenty five, you've got to play your way into that game. You've got to get a foothold in it and make it difficult for them. And, and I think that's something that's portion any blame to like they've obviously come out and wanted to start brightly, which you know is not a bad thing to want to start to do. It's just a uh, you know maybe a hasty decision. From, from I think it was Dehaney that took the throw in. So it's just that little bit of experience and thinking, right, just hold it here. We'll get set. Even if we work it down the line a bit, it's not what everybody wants to do. Obviously, you want to play. But just like you say, it's managing that. It's managing the game, isn't it? And 
it's just understanding. And then obviously another set piece, it's three nil. It looks terrible. Uh, and then obviously when it goes two nil, obviously we look stretched, and you've got to try and change and be a bit more adventurous. And it could have been they could have had five, couldn't they? Near the end, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, um, I think the, the worry for me watching that again was you, you look round that team and we are, you know, in one hell of a relegation scrap. There's no two ways about it. We have been pretty much all season. We're now in the bottom three. We're in severe danger of going down again. And I look across all that pitch today and we've used 16 players and I can't see anybody. We, and we need at least five or six of these. And I can't see one person who's really going to take that game by its scruff at neck and drive everybody and take everybody on with them. You know, follow me, I'll lead you. And it, we, we all look, they, they look timid. We look timid as a side and we look easily, easy to play against. And, you know, there's, there don't look enough desire in there for me. And that's, you, you can't, you can't give somebody desire. They've got to have that. And to be honest, the, the, the one player who does show it and, Probably showed it a little bit wrong way today with Bakuna, I think, and that were yeah. frustration more than all else. But at least it, at least lad shows a bit of, you know, he cares a bit. And I think we've been devoid of that since football started back again after the break, to be honest. You know, yeah. I, I was going to chip in with Bakuna there, Neil. I think, to be fair, out of everybody, and maybe Johnny Ogg to a, a bit of a lesser extent, but your comments on Shinwood, I'd also echo as, you know, as bad as it seems towards, towards Jonathan Ogg as well. But He's, he's gone and got himself sent off. So he's going to be missing now, you know. We've got, I think it's seven seven games to play in 22 days now, as mm. pretty thin as it is. We're yeah. making five subs every week, we know, the last two games. And uh, we've not really changed, though. It's a thin squad anyway. The last thing we need is, is somewhat, somewhat like that. And Danny Cowley must be tearing his hair out. Oh, that. they'll be livid at that. They'll be absolutely livid at that. Stupid, isn't it? It's stupid. They, didn't, they didn't look at him, did he, when he went off? No, I'm not surprised. No. I mean, I looked and thought, you know, obviously, and I know you've said the like-for-like stuff, like, so, but I actually thought, when you're bringing Smith-Rowe and Bakuna on, they're players that have shown this season that they can create some out of nothing. You know, obviously, you think back to Bakuna, was it West Brom away? And when I uh, saw Smith Rowe's numerous games, and he looks like, do you know what, he can he can do something here. He's direct, he's dangerous. So we have got, it's not. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. that the, my, my point was more that they don't actually change anything within the game. It's just a position for a position. We don't yeah. try and sort of confuse opponents a bit more by changing formation a bit. And, I think that'd be different you know, if we were about. Yeah, I mean, is a different option up front, and you can play. Yeah, it gives you the opportunity to play a bit differently, um, and obviously that it is something that I'm sure they wish they could have him back. But yeah, absolutely, it's it's um, it's this struggle like you've all mentioned as well, the struggle to create summer and oh, well, people, you know, you can use the word toothless, whatever, and it's not something that as you know, I saw something the other day. I think it was a tweet from someone. It's ever since we got back into the championship, we've had a negative goal difference every year. And obviously that goes back to times that I, I were working at the club. And, you know, it's not something that's just a new problem for this manager. Some of that's been a, a, an issue for the last few years, obviously well-documented. We got promotion with the minus goal difference without mm-hmm. scoring a goal in the playoffs. And this, these things, you know, it's it's something, and that's probably the the more the more worrying thing. There has been something that's been sort of an issue for a while. But we're well in the game. In, in the promotion season, we were well in all the games. And those big moments, we... We managed them and we nicked nearly every game by a goal. Mm. Um, and once you get on the wrong side of that, and that and that becomes a habit, which obviously losing a lot of games in the Premier League has, 
like you said, it's, it's difficult to, to, to shift. It's that resilience that we talked about. It's difficult to, to just flip a switch and say, and that's some of that I think, I don't know what you guys think about the, uh, about the fans not being in, but I think uh, Danny Higginbottom, whether or not you're listening to him, and I actually think he made a really good point around the crowd not being in can actually help some teams, like a, a Forest who want to play a bit more defensive at home and mm. sort of invite teams on and then hit you on the break with Graben and, and Amiobi and whoever. Uh, but with uh, in a relegation battle, I often think it's that it's the fans that give the you know I know being part of it when when the ground was rocking. And obviously, I was I worked there when the ground wasn't rocking at times. You know, the League One days when uh, with you know eight ten thousand. <laughs> you might get chance to do that again soon. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but I think when I think the crowd not being it could it be interesting to see how it affects teams near the bottom compared to the ones at the top. You know, like Leeds yesterday. I'm probably a dirty word on here, but you know, no winning and there's, well. there's no that pressure in the ground it allows the players to play with a bit more freedom whereas at the other end sometimes you need the players to get uh, the crowd to give you that confidence so mm-hmm. i just hope obviously because the crowds have been so good at home i just hope that's something that we can we can overcome really i, I don't know what you guys think yeah, yeah. It's on that one i think sorry Brady. i think the um the crowd certainly at home games could actually i know it sounds silly at this time because I, I fully agree in what you're saying uh, a crowd can give a team at the bottom a bit of a lift, but unfortunately, the way things have gone at town over the last two seasons, to me, just before a lot, just before this all sort of lockdown kicked off, we, the, the crowd were on a bit of a knife edge for me. You had right. you know, a large percentage who were still really positive about how things had gone, and Cowboys have come in and since they took over from Jan, it's, you know, it's gone well. And then you've got the flip side of it, where I think a lot of people are now moving over towards of. Do you know what? We're actually sick and tired of this now. From Premier League, we didn't, we did nothing. Um, second season onwards, we've dropped down into the Championship. You know, I'll admit myself, I thought we'd be pushing top ten. You know, at the very least, we've had yet another season where we're battling relegation. And I think if if the crowd were actually there uh, for the next home game and we did go one behind, I think I think it could get a bit, or it would get a little bit toxic. So I think on, I, I agree with what you're saying. If the crowd's a positive mentality for for players mm. down the bottom, and you know we're all in it together, and we're scrapping for every ball, and you know people are kicking others people up in air and giving them bollockings for not doing what they should be doing. But to me, the general apathy that I see on on pitch from Saturday and today, fans won't fans won't stand for that. And I think the, the I think we're getting to a point now where a lot of fans are, are you know there's people in this chat that have been going and you know for many years, and we're just we're not bothered. It's like almost like we're not bothered anymore because we've. We've had it for that long. Apathy's so dangerous in Huddersfield Town. Now and we're just sick of it. I think it's the sad, sad thing for me today watching that work. I expected it. As soon as we went 1 0 down, I would resign to it. And as soon as the second goal went, then I just wanted to turn Telly off. Because you're not timing that second goal. That's what I said. Like, you've come, you come out after half time, it'll have been, look, get it, you know, let's play in there half a bit. Obviously, yeah. second, maybe not in the right way straight off. But anyway, play in there half a bit. But to do that after half time, whether you're near the top of the league and you've been you've won the last ten in the bounce, if you go two 0 down just after half time with a goal like that, it kills you. It just absolutely kills you. Yeah. And I, I do agree with your comment. Obviously, the, the crowd can obviously be a negative, and I'm sure it sucked teams down before. And when we sent Wolves down nearly that day, it was the same for them. But sometimes I think whenever it's been at town, it's been. Do you know what? It gets to the last five games. Whether you like what's going on or not, you don't want to see him go down. You know, it sharpens everybody's mind, and you just right. No, come on, everyone, get behind. And even if it's even if it is a bit of aggression, it might even if it is a bit of negativity, it could just it couldn't it can just sort of give you a wake up and, and improve performance a bit. And I think obviously as you've seen, it's certain teams it's going to help, and for others it's going to hinder. So it's 
It's, I mean, it is. It's like a new season. It just seem a bit spineless, and I do think if you know, I hate to say it, but you know, obviously the town and my team, and I love them, but at the moment I don't really warm to any of the players. I'm just like, do you know what? If you're not going to be bothered, why should I? And you know, as you know, when it, you know members at Council Loyal, you know, we're there to sort of create that atmosphere and stuff like that. But at the minute, it's just like it looks like nobody's going to be there next year. One, I don't know if, if some players already know they're leaving. Some players know they're not getting a contract. It just seems at the minute that everything about the place is just they're, they're just so low. Yeah, everything so low. The behind the scenes we had all that last week, where you know Phil going onto Twitter, then we had all Danny Simpson thing, and Cowell is trying to keep it as positive as he can. You know, we look good on grass in training and all that. We, you know, they're all little sound bites. And can I throw something in here that might be there, totally but... controversial? The grenade. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll chuck it in, and I might. We'll see, but might it might get a bit of chat back across Twitter and stuff later on, but. Are, are these managers the ones that are going to keep us up? The Cowleys. Well, if we look at some of the comments coming through, uh, we'll bring some of the fans in at the side now. So sorry, my my laptop shut down and uh, I forgot to re-click and join the chat because this is a new system. So offer of the week has been won by, by me. So um, my laptop's obviously auditioning for a part in our back four. So there we go. But looking at some of the uh, comments that we've got, some of them, you know, I'm not going to read out any of the abusive ones or anything, but a couple are starting to question the Cowleys. I, <laughs> well, uh, well, the Cowleys for me in January got a lot of the what they wanted in, and my criticism since then is that we've not seen uh, a style of play come through. It always seems to be see what happens first 10, 15 minutes, and then Change and then respond and over. react. Yeah, uh, today I didn't think they did that. I thought they came with a clear game plan. I thought you know the four two three one O'Brien played on the left hand side to nullify Matty Cash. I thought that was a good move. Um, and then they were very narrow. Town were very narrow. We got done by the diagonal a couple of times because we really narrowed into certain areas to try and pen them in and try and give them less space and try to squeeze them. And I thought the game plan today was pretty good. Uh, it's just individual errors that have cost us. Andy King at two minutes before well. 90 seconds before Forrest scored, I sent a uh, a message to uh, Stephen Chicken on, on WhatsApp and it was just a little joke and it says Andy King looks like he needs a, an oxygen tank on the pitch because he was he was gasping. Uh, and then the ball comes across and, you know, he, he looks tired and he's got underneath it and made an error. The Cowleys for me, not really at fault today. I thought the plan was pretty good. Um, I've been a little bit of a critical of their sort of lack of um ethos if you like i think they're, they're very reactive they react to what's going on on the field which is fine but sometimes we look like we start and we don't really have a direction at the start we just look like we're going to feel things out so answer uh, and, the question then uh well it depends on on a number of factors i think yes i think they will but i think there's two or three clubs down there who uh, are in a similar boat to us and really it's just about whoever keeps the calm and i think the cowleys are a relatively calm. I've not seen what they've said after the game. They were a bit down last week. Well, Danny was last week. But... The, the biggest telling point for me now will be <clears throat> Birmingham Wednesday in it away. Mm. And that's going to be the first game since we come back where we're playing, playing a team that's got no to play for. Mm. Yeah. So These that, are the games that... You know, that we go into that bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Pitch and that's where the they, first 10, 15 minutes is crucial. Yeah. yeah. So we do, need to go do, at them those first absolutely. 10, 15. Do, do they want to go into a 50-50 when they're off on holiday in three weeks' time? You know, they're already safe. They're going to be stopping in this league yeah. for next year. That's where town players have got to be all over that pitch, man for man, all over them, like a rash. And yeah. if we don't show that fight and, and um, tempo from first minute on, on Wednesday, that's when... The, the real, real worry will set in for me. 
Yeah, yeah. The, those those are the games out there. So we're bringing you guys in, but Sheffield Wednesday, Reading, Birmingham. Those are the three games you look at. Anything at that point, and, and maybe even West Brom second to a Millwall. Last two games, maybe the top six and top two settled. And th- those are the games where we've really got to. We can't have a day off like last week. I don't think we've had a day off today. I think we've just been undone by individual errors and and a failure to respond after them. But for me, uh, the Cowleys, can they get us out of this? Yes. Will they? Let's see. How about you guys? Brady, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I, I do I do agree with you, Matt. I think um, like basic errors in this game, obviously we talked about the second goal, but the thing for me was, um, you know, Joe Lolly at the start, I was a bit worried. He got behind Toffolo, like early on quite a lot. He's um, coming in for some stickies, Toffolo, on the, the live chat. Um English had a Janai, I think I've seen somebody call him, which is well, a bit ash. A bit putting, ash. Yeah, I think he's put in some good performances, but I don't think yep. he's played well today. Um, but like you say, it's just basic errors. I think that's the real concern. And I suppose to like talk about Neil's question, um, you know, is, is that a, is that down to the management? I think it's I think it's a bit unfair. I mean, if it keeps happening, then yes, you could say the management are responsible. But I think. Again, like talking to some other people who aren't who aren't town fans, we have been playing catch up most of the season. Um, you know, like if you you know, we had one point after eight games, and it's just been trying to stay up. And I agree. I mean, we talked about it on the um, pod on Friday, Matt, that Forest one. Like, mm. I've not really seen a style from the Cowleys, but I think it is because of the situation we're in. It's all reactive. Uh, and Sam Dixon said they don't really have a plan B, but I think it's plan A, which is. Um, which I think I think they've got plan B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. I think they've got loads of reactive, different things to react to. I think they're very clever, both of them. But it's that yeah. initial first 10, 15 minutes, like Neil says, you want to see something. You want to you want to go at teams. You want to press. You want to get in the face. And you want to cause cause difficulties. And we don't see that enough. You're going to this. You're going to this. We've got, before we can game, with nine games left. And for me, the best way to look at that is you're going to the last nine games and you're top of the bottom six or seven. And your your aim there in that last nine games, because it's like a mini it's like a mini tournament season almost because they're all so close together. And you can't treat it as normal because all the water breaks and whatever else and a million subs you can have. So it's a completely different ball game to the first 36, 37 games. So you go into that last nine, you're six, seven front bottom, but you see yourself as top of that group. And for me, you've got to treat it completely differently and go into these games not with your old style and try to play through the thirds and keep hold at ball. I think you've got to get at people and really get amongst people and treat them all like a cup tie because that's what it is. You look at Luton yesterday, Luton literally scrapping it at Swansea. That's how much they went there to win yesterday. And we know that Swansea isn't an easy place to go. Barnsley have got a good point at home against the playoff chasing side. You know, Middlesbrough, the Warnock effect, no surprise there. So, mm. I think Town have maybe gone into this a little bit sort of naively in it's a tag on from rest of the season, whereas I'd have seen it as a, a nine-game mini-tournament season and, and try and keep your head above the water when you're top of the, the seven, if you like. But I'd say, like, agreeing with, with what's just been said in terms... I thought today it was a little bit different. I thought, you know, when you're saying, obviously, and there was space behind Toffolo for definite, but I think that was part of the plan. Let's push the full-backs high. Let's see if we can assert our dominance on the game and make them drop in. Obviously, that is that comes with a risk because they've got quick wingers who are skillful and can take them up the pitch. Mm-hmm. So I think the decision to play O'Brien on the left to fill in at times when Toffolo did go past him, it was it was quite a, a 
a forward thinking. It, it, it wasn't a reactive plan. I thought that was something they actually tried to show a bit of, you know, some positivity in, mm. compared to last week and, and, and just go on the front foot. Like I said, it was nil-nil game up to half time, potentially with the penalty. And I'm not trying to sound too positive. I understand the situation. But if that penalty goes in, you've got something to cling on to. Mm. The whole game looked different. And the big moments, is what I'm saying, these big moments are the ones that you will determine whether you go up or down. And it's not those little sort of, you know, trying to show the positivity I thought was a good thing at, at the beginning. But I keep saying it, but to concede that goal, second phase set piece, it's basics, you know. Don't lose the one of the top strikers in the league when the ball goes out of the box from the set piece. And then the second one is a, a throw in inside. It's just, a, it's just the basics. And I, I agree with what you're saying, Chris. A lot, a, lot, a lot of what you're saying makes complete sense. But for me, when you've gone, you're a minute into the second half, you've lost that second goal. And that's where, for me, off at bench, they need to see something different mm. rather than just try to recycle the same thing because you're 2-0 down. And you know we're in the, we're in we're in a an apps we're in a mess mm. we're in a mess and I think at that point that's when you've got to start changing the formation do something a little bit different they've had time to work on it and now because of how the games are falling they're not going to have time to work on much other so I'm pretty much expecting it to be what it is mm. through till end of the season now because that's what they all know but up yeah. until this point they've had you know sort of five six seven weeks to work on having something different to offer. And at 2-0 today, I, I guarantee 99.9% .9 of town fans watching that today at 2-0 went, well, that's us done. Mm. Not necessarily for the season, just on the game, but that's when you've got to change it a bit for me and go, go, do something different. Yeah, I don't know about you guys as well, but I feel, um, you know, I don't want to criticise individual players, but I, I don't think Colin Grant works well up front. And I think Campbell, when he came on, I know he wasn't on for long, but... I, Grant, penalty, he, can't, he? he can't hold the ball up as well. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the Cowleys, but like we say, Munio and Campbell got knocks in training. And I just, I don't think Grant can play that role. I think he is. He I've is been saying there. that for 12 months, mate. It's I, I, I looked at the team before the game and Stephen Chicken online thought it would be a 4-3-3 and uh, Pritchard, Grant and um, Willock up front. And I just looked at him and just went lightweight. There's absolutely no way we're going to be able to hold the ball in mm -hmm. the final third. And, and I looked at the bench and you've got Kachunga and Colin Kwana. And, and for me, you've got to... Carlin Grant's a very unique type of player in that easy goal You have to play scoring. one of them two as a nine today. Without a yeah, game. Kachunga or Colin, let them do the donkey work and let yeah. just just let Carlin do what he can do. And that's cut in from the left and hit it. Just don't don't make him play with his back to goal. Don't hit long balls at him. He's useless at it. Useless. Mm -hmm. To me, Just Callan... put him in the position of strength and the goals will come for him. Simple as that. Grant, to me, I know it's... A very big comparison, but it reminds me of like a Thierry Henry sort of type player. He needs to sort of be just hanging out, you know, hanging out wide. You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm all... He likes that that inside left, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, coming in, cutting inside, and you know, scored a few goals like that. Yeah, all right, granted, you know, Mooney can't play, so we can't have that, you know, that big man up front. But you know, the, you don't, you don't bag 80-yard balls to Thierry Henry, though, do you? Well, no. No, you that's don't. the thing. Well, that's the thing. That's what we're doing with Grant. You know, today we're hitting long balls to him. It's just not not a good idea. Like you say, you might as well, when it goes two 0 down, you know I've, I've said this many a time before. You know you'd usually wait till you know a little bit later on in game, but but two 0 do you just put Colin and um, Campbell up and just basically bypass the midfield and you just whack it long into their area? They'll both run for you all day long. Just 
put the centre out under pressure as much as you can. And then you've got your players like, you know, Emil Smith Rowe, you've got your Grant, you've got Bakuna that could have come on. Just feed off at scraps in and around 18 yard box and just just put a bit of pressure on them, make them think. They've, they've had not, Forrest could have come out of that game and about half of them haven't even had a bloody shower after that match because they've not needed to. We've been at arm's length, you know, throughout the game. Correct. What they needed to do, they've scored three goals without even trying and it was just a joke. Neil, you know, you've said about setting off with intensity and getting in people's faces and, you know, looting team literally scrapping. I couldn't imagine that happening at a town. Who's going to run around like an headless chicken and put some tackles in? Because looking Campbell. at our contract and it was like, I think you to what it matter to them. They don't care. It's ridiculous. I think, yeah, it's because obviously they, they do care. I mean, not we can go down a lot of them. You've you've obviously been a lot closer to it, but Emil Smith Rowe. Let's be honest, you know. If I, I did all right when it came on, it, it came on his slip slip granting, and I thought he did more in first thirty seconds than what Pritchard had done in sixty minutes. To be fair, and I fully agree with that. You know, yeah. but then there were another there were another ball, and it's a simple five yard pass out towards I think it was Buffalo, and he over it, and it's like, is he gonna? Does he want a relegation scrap at Huddersfield Town? He's a young kid. He's at Arsenal. Is he going to be flying into 50-50 tackles? Because he's on cusp of something good here. Why would he? Why would you? You wouldn't bother, would you? I think he does. I, I think he's a, a good character. I, I'll, I'll stick up for him. I think he's um, I think he's shown a lot in, in his short time here that he's... he's um, he's willing. The Bristol City kicked him off the pitch and he kept going, he kept going. He took, he took, he took his lumps and... I'll give fair play to Emil Smithrow. I think he, he really wants to be here and I think he wants to improve. I think he's just a driven footballer and I don't think he would, would want that relegation on his on his CV, whether he goes back or not, to be honest. If you look at the, that spine of the team in terms of people caring who have a bit, you know, have something for the club, obviously Lossell, um, obviously with his time's obvious, but you've got Shindy, um, Hoggy, and then obviously you've got Lewis O'Brien who, for me, then, like, particularly in, in that engine room in there, you've got more than enough people to mix it if you need to, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with Hoggy and O'Brien. You know, all, they'll, they'll put a shift in, they'll get stuck in. I think it's then being able to take those opportunities when, when your Smith Rose, when your Pritchards and your Grants get them into dangerous areas. And I think the balance between having doing getting them into dangerous areas and being able to mix it is obviously a difficult one to achieve. But... Yeah, I'd, again, it, I don't think it's a thing that, that people don't care. It obviously affects them all, maybe not the lone lads as much, but, you know, they're still professionals. And if, if he goes back to Arsenal, having not... Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Had a good loan spell at Huddersfield, it's not going to do him any favours at Arsenal. So mm-hmm. it, it all comes down to the individual. It's, you know, it's... it's no, it's fair, 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 fair comments, Chris. Just as a, someone who would sort of analyse that performance, um, obviously we're, we're fans, so we're, you know, we kind of don't probably go into as much detail as what you probably would mm-hmm. have historically or, or even now um what what would you look at as terms of feedback i'm presuming that was involved in your role you'd have a look at yeah. how far the run how many passes is it that sort of thing or is it the performance as a whole because you know you see a lot of stats these days that are heat maps and xg goals and, and to be fair you know although i do a bit of coaching i don't fully understand much of it, to be fair but yeah does that actually mean all because if you've got 100 yards but not done a whip ball, or, do you know what I mean? What, how yeah. would you look at that as a... 70% possession against Wigan last week and we never looked exactly. like scoring a goal. Exactly. That would work in different ways. Uh, to, to Danny Cowley and say, look, player X did this, this is and this, but he was really ineffective with it. How, how would Is it your sort of remit to say, try yeah. and get him to do this, this? So do you just give him it and then he reads it and he makes his own decisions? I, was I, the, I think the best people who do the job the best is, is provide the context of what, like, the the data or the stats mean so you know like you say it doesn't matter you can run the furthest you want but you don't there's no correlation between that and winning mm-hmm. um you know there's no correlation between having loads of possession and winning but some people feel it gives you a better chance so it's, it's using the context of what the coaches want to get out of it so their game plan today evaluate how well the game plan went like i said how well did it go playing o'brien here how many times did we get into the moments that we worked on in training and yeah, trying to split the game down, like you said, is is important in terms of you know when we're defending in different areas of the pitch, how we're progressing the ball up the pitch compared to how we wanted to. But ultimately, it comes down to, and this is where then the 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 job of someone who do my role will be to feed that some objective data, whether you collected it yourself or whether you use heat maps or whatever, is obviously compared to what is up to what resources you've got. But then it's feeding that in to the coaching group. We've ultimately got to evaluate the performance as a whole, isn't it? So, like I said there, you, you split it down and evaluate what went well and be a bit more forensic about it. But ultimately, it's right around those big moments. You know, this week there'll probably be a lot of discussion around set pieces. And, mm. um, you know, there's going to be, you know, it, it's like I said, it's, it's it's a tricky one because at the minute you've really got to judge the, and this is what the, the, the challenge will be for obviously the, the coaching team is, although... You've got you break the game down to all those areas. It's at the minute. It's a, uh, it's it's the psychology and it's the, it's the turning that round uh, as as a you know, like we've said lose lost a lot of games recently and that's the one where, you know, to try and when you go two 0 down and concede a goal just like that it knocks the stuffing out of you at the best of times. For me, you can analyze that performance all you want. And I think you analyze the first half and then when you go two 0 down effectively just after half time, the game is very different to what you set out it to be anyway. So. It's it, it, they'll have to do both, really. I, I actually thought we did all right up until that first yeah. drink break. To be fair, first first five minutes, all right. Yeah, they got in a few times and you know the post and stuff. But we seem to we seem to get a lot of ball. We had a we had a lot of joy down our left, which you know we're we're tough load getting forward. Which obviously, as you've mentioned, part of the game plan. We we, we just sort of maybe liked and maybe bodies in the box to to get on the end of those crosses. And I think that's been a thing, hasn't it, for four or five years. You yeah, know, obviously, in, in obviously with uh, taking out the promotion season, but um, yeah, I think like you said, they'll look to build on the positives because that's all you can do at this moment in time. Obviously, us sat here, not sat on that bus on the way back, 
it's our time to have a rant in it we had a joke before it's our it's our uh you know it's the counseling for us but for them they've got to look and think right what can we learn from this and how how are we going to apply that to the next game and that's not what the fans want to hear there'll be people in the comments saying what you're talking about man and you know like you know the, but you've got that some, some good comments that actually coming in that's the beauty of it though isn't it we've all got an opinion haven't we and yeah you know unfortunately i was i was don't count with it really <laughs> no, it's interesting though because they do because people listen to them we, we can't we can't affect that this afternoon can we we can't affect that no. this afternoon but no we, we you know we can i think i think it's good to hear different fans views and because across the board because you do get I mean, just going on Twitter straight after the game, you've got from doom to relegation to after seeing that, I can see us getting out of this, no problem. And that just shows you the complete, vast array of opinions on on just watching one game, which is it's pretty nuts, really. I've Go on, Matt, what, 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 coming through, Matt, what are people saying? Well, I'm just, uh, I had a good, there's uh, Ben HB's putting some good comments in. So thanks, Ben, for doing that. I am reading them as they're coming through. Uh, one thing that was picked up a little earlier on is that um, Birmingham have been allowed three players back from loan. Uh, so these are players out on loan and the uh, Football League have said it's okay to bring these players back. And if you have injuries or you can prove that you need them, you can play them. And Huddersfield have asked for Karoma, Ryan Schofield and Romani Edmonds Green to be able to play and obviously yeah, losing Danny Simpson. Week, yep, and all been rejected apparently from the Football League. So the Football League have given the thumbs up to Birmingham and said, you can bring your players back and play them, but Huddersfield Town cannot. It feels a little bit like Andrew Strauss at the cricket again, if uh, if anybody remembers the, the cricket. And uh, Poz has dropped off in disgust. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, gone, he's driving down to the headquarters now, isn't he, to knock on the door. Um, but yeah, apparently they're, they're done. But... Um, uh, other things as well coming through, uh, people are questioning Schindler um, and Stearman, both not really played particularly well the first two games back. Uh, how about you guys? Do, would you, Stankovic has come on and Stankovic has done okay. Pass it, passing out from the bank, Stank, Stankovic is, is an excellent player, to be fair. Uh, his distribution's superb, but sort of strength-wise, he's, he's not the best really, but would you guys look at maybe switching it up, or do you think you need to try and keep that back four as solid as possible? And, and Toffolo obviously is getting a little bit of stick, but we don't really have many options there apart from him, Jaden. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because he's out of contract, isn't he? Stank. Stankovic. He's got. We've got an option, haven't we? Um, but we've got, an, we've got a twelve-month option. It, you know, it's, I don't think he gets a say. I think it's a club option. You know. um, yeah, I think the club can just press a button and that's it. Or, Sending the paperwork and it's done. So, but obviously, I don't think they would do that if he didn't want to stay. I think, I, I think there's an argument for because Toffolo is a lot better going forward than he's defending. And I, I go back I, three, yeah. playing him, playing all three at centre backs, and mm. playing Toffolo's a, a left-sided of the five. And that obviously Grant then <coughs> has a bit more help, doesn't he? If you're going yeah, for your three-five-two, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see Steve Mounier back in the team. For me, Steve Mounier, everyone knows I'm a Steve Mounier fan. He's a he's a big miss. I think I don't think the the Cowleys use him correctly. I think he's got a lot more to offer than what Danny Cowley. I've said this before that Danny Cowley thinks he has. I think Steve Mounier can run the channels if you ask him to. I think he can. He, he's probably not used to getting knocked about in the Championship. You know, playing in in the European leagues, but sure did not spell though, didn't he? Just before, yeah, I mean, before, just before around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, around just after Christmas. I I think Mounier is a big miss, and he's. He's got a quad 
uh, muscle injury at the minute, I think. So I'm I'm hoping Steve Mounier is back as soon as possible. I remember him scoring at Birmingham in the uh, in the FA Cup, uh, where Tomins uh, had a good game. But can, can anyone remember who crossed the ball for Mounier's header at Birmingham? Probably the only thing he de- only decent thing he did in the town shirt. Dick Harvey, <laughs> Scott Malone is oh. <laughs> Scott Malone. Believe no, it or not, the thing Scott Malone did was uh, go that down song. that city game. <laughs> Oh, when he could have sealed it against Man City. Yeah. And they, they won the free kit late on at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. Come did, on, Matt Cape, but you missed some <laughs> out here. Some... some some cracking contributions. Yeah, at the song. It's all about the song. I love that. I love that song. I used to just sit there, just humming away. You know, while they were singing it, it was a great song. Uh, but yeah, so um, we'll move on to uh, to the Danny Simpson uh, saga. So uh, just to try and um, uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong on what I say here. So just to put people in the picture as to what happened, uh, by all accounts, uh, reading the official um, story, uh, what happened was all of the players decided that they would. So so at the end of your contract, I believe you get like a one month severance pay, uh, which uh, so if your contract expires on the 30th of June, uh, you get paid to the 30th of July. Uh, so I believe that all of the players agreed that they would not get an extra month's pay, an extra month's severance pay. So everything expired on the 30th of July. They all agreed to that. And then Danny Simpson went back and, and U-turned and uh, he said, no, I won't pay until the end of August. Uh, he spoke to Lee Bromby, as he said on, on Terrier Talk. Lee Bromby sort of initially said, okay, and then went back on Saturday morning saying, actually, no, with, with staff furloughed. Uh, other players saying that they are happy to do, you know, happy to forfeit that month if you like. Then uh, we're not in a position to be able to do that. So uh, that seems what happened. Danny Simpson then took to social media, um, thanking the Huddersfield fans and having a bit of a, uh, a stab at the club, if you like. Uh, so what do you guys make of that? Because it, it, to me, it seems that if we weren't in the bottom, you know, sort of bottom five, then this situation would probably be a little bit of a a spec, if you like, and everyone will just shrug it off. But I think it's maybe amplified because of the position that we've we've found ourselves in. What do you guys think? I think um, it's just not been handled well. I think that's what you can say. I mean, you know, I I think it's somewhere in between what Danny Simpson's saying and what Lee Bromby's saying. But you know, if if he was told just before the game, no wonder he didn't put in a good performance. Um, we've talked about it on the pod before. He did. He was good when he came in and he did a job and he showed us up defensively. But since he got injured, I don't think he's been the same player. So in terms of him not staying on, I don't think it's um, necessarily a bad thing. I, do, I don't think Dehaney had a terrible game today. Um, but yeah, I just don't think it's been handled well. And obviously, given the state we're in at the moment, it just doesn't doesn't help the club at all. It doesn't make us look particularly good. Um, I'm all for Lee Bromby holding his hands up and saying he, he you know, could have done that better. But yeah, I just, I don't think it's something you need when, you know, we're meant to be fighting for our lives to get out of the relegation zone. I think it's been handled badly from both sides, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that everybody else were getting paid up until end of July um, and then he's demanding a further month. The town shouldn't have agreed to that further month in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Oh, the one bites the dust. Everyone's leaving, Chris. I think. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that? He's back, oh. but he's no sound. Um, I think it's just to take over. Then I mean, it's so difficult again without what gets what gets out in the media and what obviously both sides have said hmm. is, 
is probably still, like you say, still not the truth. The truth's probably somewhere in the middle. So I don't really want to comment on that. I'm just trying to make the point of it's such a difficult situation at the minute. It's unprecedented. You know, this no one could have seen it. No one's uh, worked in this situation before. Talking about extra months and players who are out of contract. When do you tell them? You know, normally, you know, players are going to need to know because the shortened gap between the next two, obviously between the next season starting, the players themselves trying to speak of this from someone who's obviously being around the players a lot would that they feel like they need that security if their contracts up at the end of the season they'll be asking now what what you're thinking what's happening I need time to get fixed between now's going to be so many players out of contract and obviously the money situation they'll be really worried about that um yeah. so it's they'll be sort of pushing that whereas previously normal situation um we end up sort of you find that the season finishes then you find out so you don't get into this situation of right am I going to carry on playing if you're out of contract and you know Danny Simpson may be a different case but there's loads of other players who if you're out of contract you are you going to continue to play mm. risk getting a season ending injury out for 12 months no club's going to take you then and I just feel yeah. like I'm going to give you another contract out of sympathy so it does become more like a business then from from all concerned and I think that's why you, it's difficult to really criticise people too much for how they've, for how they've maybe acted and to it. I'm sure everyone wishes they'd have done it better, but it's just such a difficult situation and unprecedented times. Mm. Like it, it must be, it must be carnage. I think the thing is as well, like we wouldn't, we we brought him in because we needed him desperately as well, and like you say, it's you know we've just had a pandemic and football's been suspended for three months. So I do, I do agree with you. I think people would, you know, be as concerned about it. I just, I just think it's one of them, isn't it? Where it's just another thing that's not been handled well going on with everything. And it just, it doesn't look great, but. But it's the same as if the results on the pitch are fine, nobody talks about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's the results on the pitch that determine everything that happens at a football club. Simple as that. And, mm-hmm. When we've been on, you know, we had obviously, I think, and this is not nothing to do with me, but in terms of every season I was there, the league position went up, which is obviously the Dean Hoyle effect. Yeah, you get to the point and you reach the crescendo and that's it. And it was the promised land. Now, obviously, there's a bit, obviously, there's a, a lull in there. There's a malaise around. And yeah, I think, I think th- those ones are the most difficult to shake off, um, unfortunately. But I think we, I, we were chatting, um, sort of, Offline, me and Neil last night, and um, you look at you look at how we are now. If you move back ten years, you know if we do go down this season, say ten seasons ago, we were we were round about where we were now. Mm-hmm. Um, would you uh, would you swap the last ten years to go up and all the way back, or would you rather just stay as you were for ten years? Obviously, most of the people would. You'd, you'd swap, wouldn't you? Because that's what it's all about. With the you'd take it, you'd take it all. Of course you would. I think the thing that's annoying most people is, or certainly people who I know that watch down is, once you get to that stage, you you, you want to stay on that stage, don't you? You know, you want to be there for as long as you can. And, you know, you can analyse it and say, we should have done this, we should have done that, we should have done other, Dino should have done this, the club should have done this. And, you know, every single person will have, you know, a different, a different view and I, I still look back and sometimes I think did it all happen a little bit too quickly you know when we when we got to the Premier League the, the infrastructure at the club probably not as it should be the people that were in charge of certain you know different departments probably not as experienced as they might have needed to be Hoyle as a sort of overarching 
you know, chairman of everything, probably wanted to keep those people there because he had a bit of loyalty to him. He wanted to stay in as, as involved as he can. And once you get to that stage and you fall back from that, that's why I think people are so frustrated. It's not so much that we're moving down leagues. It's probably the chance that we had the chance to be something more than what we've ever been and we've, mm. we've blown it. I think a lot yeah. of the frustration is is that and it's now aimed at the people that are there at the club now because they're just there. So you can't, you can't start having a pop at people who are no longer there. It's like so a last night, doesn't it? The, um, the club, isn't it? It's the club. It's not Simpson. It's it's the club, and you know that you, like all else there, they've got to be big enough and man enough to put that up. I think. And, yeah, and I think that you're touching on there, Danny. Like, if we're being honest, I was getting promoted was the exception. It wasn't the rule. We've always been before this in this position, um, and obviously getting promoted was amazing. And I wouldn't swap it. And staying up was amazing. And, but I think, like I said, the disappointing thing is we've not, um, it seems like it's all kind of gone to waste. But I think the issue is, and I don't want to keep making excuses, but it's just been a, it's just been a tough season. And, you know, obviously this, this pandemic's happened and we looked all right before. Um, but, you know, someone's got to lose out. And, of course, I don't want to be in League One. And, and you know, I think it'll be interesting to see when we do play teams that have got nothing to play for, how we perform, because, you know, it is still in our hands. But, yeah, it, it, I suppose it is disappointing because you want to progress, don't you, as a club? And, you know, yeah. I, I think there has... I'm not saying the club have done everything right because, you know, they haven't. Um, but I think there has been circumstances that has made it far more difficult um, to kind of throw some balance in there. I couldn't agree more with, with the point, really, that, you know, is that the chance to be something more is what hurts mm. massively. But I think there's two sort of, there's, talking about 10 years ago and now, there's two sort of splits for me in terms of those fans who have got the apathy at the minute, which obviously going to be most of them. There's the ones who have been to all the grounds and, you know, looking at the websites, all the grounds we've all been to. I was the same, you know, fan before I even got involved. They're the ones that probably say have the balance view like like you. It's the ones who when we went from having 10,000 a week to 19,000 a week, and then in the Premier League, it's sold out. Mm. What's those ones that don't have that previous, you know, they haven't been here in home and away, all the league ones, they don't have that deeper connection. So they're the ones that are probably, I'm guessing, shouting a bit more at, like you say, your Hodgkinsons or whoever, and probably not not balanced in where they see the club. I think the the fans, like, like everyone on this call now, who sees it for what it is, understand and let's have it right like if we if we stay up we've got a great chance to stay up still look at the games and mm. you know, look at the players that we've got more than enough to keep us up it's obviously if and, and if we do you know you, you've got we then solidify and, and maintain this league this league's the best league to be in for me you know having worked in it for so long obviously the premier league's brilliant but where were, where were we ever going to get to in the Premier League? I've said this for years about teams. Obviously, you want to bet yourself and get an infrastructure and you have to build slowly and try and do a Burnley and survive in there. But Burnley, you know, our team's stoked when they're in there. Buzzing to finish 10th. Yeah. You know, the, the fans like us, we've gone from how many playoff runs and the drama on last games of seasons, penalty shootouts going to Wembley. For me, that's for, for the real, for the true fans who really feel for the club. Them's the, them's the memories that you want. Exactly. And I mean, I've, got, um, I've got a friend who's a Norwich fan and I've spoken to him about it. And, you know, he, you're exactly right, Chris. Like, 
you know, you go from doing really well and winning all your games, and that's not really happened for us this season, to hoping for a one-all draw against Burnley. And it's just, I agree with you. I, I've, I thought this season would be better, but I'd much rather be in the Championship and doing well than going to the Premier League and hoping you don't get battered 4-0 by Tottenham. You know, I'm not I, you can I really it. think, you know, as a club, supporting a club like Huddersfield, if you're in the Premier League, it's just... It's quite depressing, really. I mean, so has this season been, but it's not its not all it's cracked up to be. Um, I think, to be fair, I think um, if we do end up going down, the next sort of, how many games? Is it seven we've got left now? Seven, the yeah. next seven games. The, I know it's one of those, and obviously you need to get the, the points on the board, but personally speaking, if we go into these next seven games and we fight and fight and fight and end up going down, as a fan, you say, we tried as best, give it a go. We've gone down. Do you know what? I'll be back next season and, you know, let's hope we can get back up. Chris, you made a point of the, the newer fans um, who have not maybe been in the lower leagues and stuff like that. Will they drift away? The, the way that I'm sort of seeing it on, on Twitter and stuff like that is I'm seeing the newer fans. I know it sounds really weird, but I'm seeing the newer fans being more positive than right. the older fans. Yeah. You know, like my age group, sort of, you know, like my sort of peer group, we seem to be the ones that are at the end of us tether with it. Maybe <laughs> due to frustration, though, of we've been here before. Yeah. We were rubbish for so long. We got ourselves out of it. And actually, you know what? We're now back. I can't be bothered with all that again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to sack it off. Whereas your newer fans might find it a little bit more exciting. Oh, you know, yeah. we can go to Gillingham. Oh, we can go to these places. You know, mm. I don't want to go to bloody Gillingham again. But they might have a review, so they might enjoy it. So I think it's a bit of both from both yeah, as a fan. Um, and I think that'll, you know, look at the season tickets. They've obviously, they've gone, they're still on sale. You can buy one. We don't know what's happening with next year. But I think a lot of people will be, you know, your general, what I would class as, probably myself, just I'll renew whatever. We, you know, we could be Premier League, League Two, Conference. You just go because you go. But I think a lot, a big percentage of that group will now be waiting just to see how we go, if we do go down, how we go down. And if there's a fight and a spirit, I think they'll say, do you know what? Yeah, fair, fair. we had a goal start. If it carries on as it is, from what I'm seeing, I think a lot of people will just sack it off. And I think that's the, that's the thing that the club need to stop more, probably more than the actual results. Your results can change over time. Your fan base, you know, in some respects, the lockdown and people not going to football has been, will be a knock-on effect because people will find other things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the money to maybe buy a season ticket. Yeah. People are going to have to make exactly. decisions, aren't they? And that's just, I mean, that's just normal. In terms of, in terms of though, like you know, that I think if if there's always going to be a positive in there. If you obviously the last thing anyone wants is to go down again. Mm. But if there is the the club's still there, people still going to go, or the the the, the diehard fans are still going to go, and you know that's that's what you got to focus on. But I think. There's probably t- obviously it's natural when you I think when you slip below that line on the t- league table you just go into meltdown don't you? Mm-hmm. The seven games we've got left and the, it's a it's a new competition now it's a new competition like I think we said before but all those games like you've seen the the results in some of the games we can turn I'm, I firmly believe you can turn up to beat Birmingham beat Preston beat Reading and beat Luton. You would say on form, it's not likely, but it's not with on, beyond the realm of possibility. It's a brand new season. You know, away games go out the window. There's no, um, you know, across the leagues and across the world, there's no, nothing to say that away games are now any real different to home games. So I think 
before before people start getting resigned and it's that resignation when people get resigned to oh, what's it going to be like next year like we all try and do that's what they'll be trying to do at in the inside the club is really just completely block all that out which is the hardest thing to do at times but block all that out and it's, it is it's a boring thing to say but it genuinely is so true you can always no matter what happens you can always win the next game and i think at the moment in the current climate it's never been as true as it is now yeah i think uh, just reading some of the comments uh, it seems like i'm doing uh, admin soon as matt and neil are struggling to get in um one for you two lads uh, from joshua capewell he said, do you think that part of the problem is half the squad are out of contract and six are on loans, meaning all will be leaving at the end of the season and they don't have a fight in them? I suppose we did touch on that a little bit, but um, oh, Matt's back in. Um, Hi, mate. I'm good. It's my uh, my laptop. It's uh, This streaming thing's quite intensive and I'm using a, a laptop which keeps overheating and shutting down, so uh, apologies to anybody if you're getting any 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 issues. I'll, next time I'll do it on my uh, upstairs PC. It's a lot, uh, a lot uh, better, shall we say. Put your PayPal on, man. People can donate. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon, yeah, Patreon. Oh, Brady's only fans, as, we've, as we talked about before. Yeah, I'm never telling you about that again. Um, <laughs> I mean, the best thing I have to say, guys, I mean, obviously we've got it all out of that system, but I suppose the positives, and trying to think of the positives, is Grant scored, um, and we've got another game coming up straight away. The game's coming thick and fast, so at least we can, you know, they'll have to perform, you know, and, the, you know, it was better than Wigan. Um, it still wasn't great, but it was an improvement. And like you say, uh, Chris, you know, if we win against Preston or Reading or, you know, things will, you know, things will look up. But you know, it's still in our hands. I think that's the thing. It's still in our hands. So, yeah. It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, if you never actually went... If if, any, if everyone else is like me after Wigan, you know, but we're never winning again. We're, we're relegated, and then by Tuesday you're thinking, you know what? We, we could we could maybe speak something for it. And I'm sitting down with you know, ten minutes before the match with my two boys, and they're saying, "What squad do you think it would be?" And uh, oh, looking forward to today as well. This one. Yeah, <laughs> my dad's like that. My dad's like that, and he's been going for sixty years. <laughs> Painful. You've got to think. You've got to think. We've got a chance, otherwise, you might as well. Well, otherwise, what's the point in it? Yeah, you've got, you got to, you got to have some. So, um, any more to add for you guys? So, obviously, I I dropped out during the whole Simpson thing, so I've missed most of that. But never mind. Um, so, um, with regards to you guys, uh, I I, th- I still think we'll we'll stay up. Um, the general consensus might be slightly negative online at the minute, but as it always is, you know, an hour or two after a game. Um, how about you guys? I, I still think we'll stay up just about. Yeah, I think it's the town way, isn't it? Like, we always make it difficult for ourselves. You know, I do I do think there's three teams worse than us. Um, I know you don't want to rely on that, but I, I obviously have to, yeah. got a draw. But, you know, Stoke as well, they don't seem to be pulling away. I think, I, obviously, Luton won. We've got to play them. Um, and I wonder if it is a bit too far for Barnsley and Luton. Um, I think, yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel we'll be all right. We'll just make it... We'll make it difficult for ourselves because we always do. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to take other uh, other stance. I'm afraid. Um, Negative. I, just, I know, and despite what I have just said, because I will go into Wednesday night thinking we can win. Because you just go into that mode, don't you? But if if I'm thinking with my, with my head, I just think his last two performances. Oh yeah, again, yeah, we were better today. We still won. Great. Um, 
there seems to be a lot going on behind scene uh, behind the scenes at club. You know, I don't know. I just think we're. I just don't think we've got in, we've got enough to. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I do. I think we'll end up going down, and, and it might be a good thing in a way because. It may, no, it there's no good good. thing about going back to that league that took us 11 years to get out of. I don't want it. I don't want to. You'll have to drag me back there, kicking and screaming. I think it might be, you know, like the personnel that we've got, you might lose a couple of players that you might actually keep in championship that you might not actually want. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think there's another uh, a big wage reduction. I think it's, it's about 40%, isn't it, that the wages drop. So, uh, you know, technically, I think we'd lose... I think I worked it out. I can't remember how I worked it out, but it was like eight million quid we're losing TV money going down, and then if but on the wage bill we'd probably save about twelve. So you know, in, in financial terms, it's. Um, I think what happens with the with the players that are out of contract so is, and obviously they can't do that until they decide. But mm. yeah, unfortunately, I, I think you know, speak to me in two games time when we've won two. You know, and obviously <laughs> we can make ten again. You'd be that way. You'd be calculating top six, aren't you? Unfortunately, I don't think we've got enough. I do. From what I've seen in the last two games, I think we'll end up going down a lot. Well, I'll flip flop again because I think they'll stay up. Um, I look at the games we've, that we've got left, and there's, like I said, there's some winnable games. Uh, everything, you know, in terms of back to the Cowleys, I think they've got. I don't think from anything that I've heard that the, the the dressing room like you lost the dressing room when managers are not struggling. That for me is when it's a worrying sign. There's nothing like that. The, the you know they want to play for him. I think listening or seeing some of the comments that they make after the game, I think I think they've got enough about him, and and and, and I definitely think we've got it's in our hands. And I, I look at the games, like even you say, like your, your West Broms and your Millwalls, likely, you know they'll know where they are. Then if West Brom are up, it might mm. have gone up the game before three days before. They might not. They might, they'll have had a good pie. You know you, you, you can never last, yeah. this sort of end the season. Mini, it's a mini season. Every game is yeah. different. There's no, you can't take form. Even our last two games now, because you know you play likely going to be changes again to the team. It, there's no consistency. It's just play the next game. And I think with, with with what I hear, and I think I think we'll be all right. I think it will be dramatic. I don't think it will be. We'll win the next five or more. Be having a pina colada or whatever. But I think uh, I think I think they'll stay up. Can we not do that for once, though, instead of it having to go right to the wire with Huddersfield Town? Nah. It's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? But, um, but yeah, thanks, guys, for for joining this week. We'll, we'll call it there after an hour. Uh, apologies for any technical issues that uh, you guys might have had because my laptop keeps overheating. I actually have a, a bag of frozen chips on the back of it at the minute because, you know, with laptops, it all comes underneath the heat. Congrates underneath, doesn't it? But, um, but yeah, thanks. Put it aside. I'm going to, you know, be cooked by the time I, by the time I take these off. So um, thank you very much for everyone that's joined us on the live chat. Uh, sorry we didn't get through all of the comments, but thanks, Chris, for coming on, and hopefully we'll see you again on here uh, at some point as well. And uh, hope, hope you guys have joined the, enjoyed the virtual studio. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Brady. And uh, a little bit of Chris Carter to, to play us out. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town 
And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can be the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every ghost shall be a memory So town, play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town, play up And bring the cup Back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.